0: This is Danny and Gallant on 710 ESPN Seattle. Streaming nationwide on the 710 Sports app and
1: 710sports.com.
0: Now here are your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant.
1: I feel
0: like we've missed out on some opportunities for some marketing with our next guest, Michael Bumps, who joins us every Wednesday. We've proclaimed it Bump Day, but... We've we've underused his his first name as part of clever plays on words like a mic check, right? It's time to pass the mic. There's so many different things we can do with that. Feels no. Paul's cringing. He seems, <laughs> thinks that this is a bad idea. Let's cut it short and let's start blue forty two. Here we go. This is blue forty two. We're gonna go red right tight close sprint left G U corner
1: half back flat on ready right. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Boo 42! Boo
0: 42!
1: Listen, Danny, you be you. I just like knowing that it's bump day because hot take. Wednesday's the best day of the week other than Friday. Because you're halfway through and Thursday is just a tease.
0: In Michael- the words, in the words of the Graz, you're closer to the weekend in front of you than you are the weekend behind
1: you. Mm-hmm. Michael Bumpus. Is- morning how are you now
2: good morning fellas you doing well how about yourselves
1: i cannot complain not so bad all right bump we see now quinton dunbar is going to the detroit lions what should the seahawks now do at the cornerback position given that their options are dwindling on that open market
2: you are absolutely right their options are dwindling what should they do at the corner spot one they should commit to dj reed <clears throat> they should say look Young fella, this is your spot to lose at this point. Allow Trey Flowers to compete as well. You got Witherspoon on the other side. But now Richard Sherman looks more attractive, fellas. I I tried to stay away from it, but you're only as good as your options. And I'm looking out there, I'm like, who else is out there? You got Brian Poole from the Jets. He's more of a nickel guy. He can't play corner. You got Steven Nelson from Pittsburgh. He's a smaller guy. They just don't fit what the Seahawks like. They don't like guys like me, 5'11". 185. No, they want those 6'1", 6'2", guys, long arms. And when I look at this free agent list, Richard Sherman, th- the name is just it's, it's flashing at me. I'm like, do I buy into this? Can he come to Seattle and make amends with Russell Wilson and help this football team? At this point, I think he can. Now, you asked me the same question a month ago. I'm like, no, nah, you stay away from the dude and let Russell be Russell. But you're trying to build this defense. Dunbar's gone. Richard Sherman looks attractive to me right now. I'm not against the idea of bringing
0: Richard back. I, I do wonder about price. I don't know if he's going to come back here for uh, a cheaper sort of one-year opportunity. His price his price range might be higher. The other part, and this is that you kind of hope a young guy beats him out, right? Like you're kind of hoping. Yeah. And, maybe, and maybe maybe that's just not the way it's going to be. And Richard Sherman is, is cagey enough and a solid veteran enough. And I think he's a great teammate to those dudes in the secondary. But you're kind of hoping a young guy beats him out. Like, that's, that's, that, that would, it's not a great sign for your defense if you sign one corner that the 49ers were ready to cut. They weren't interested in bringing Akella Weatherspoon back. And then you bring in another dude that they didn't want to bring back either. Like, it's hard to feel that, like, yeah, man, we're right there on their ta- In fact, we're leading them when we're taking, the Seahawks are taking guys they've not wanted to bring back in their secondary.
2: Could you imagine Richard Sherman comes back? That's a great point, right? We're just taking leftovers. We're we're taking guys from the Rams. we got a coordinator from the Rams. Then we're taking 49ers. And people always ask, they're like, "Why, why are the Hawks paying so much attention to the Niners guy and Rams guy? And I'm like, simply because they play them twice a year. They know what these guys do. They've scouted these guys a lot, so they feel more comfortable. like Less of a chance for buyer's remorse with these guys, but you're right. You don't build with Richard Sherman. He's like that um, He's like that tape, that Flex tape that you put on that, that glass boat that that guy has on those infomercials. You know what I mean? It's just temporary. You put you put the Flex tape there, but eventually you hope that you get somebody else in, and yes, a younger guy who's cheaper, who you can build off of. That's ideal, but if there's nothing else out there, and you want a guy who knows the system, and who, who I think can help these guys win, you got to take a look at Richard Sherman, but you're right. He's a veteran. He's not going to go for the low. There's no more uh, hometown discount. He's back in Cali uh, where he's originally from. So things have changed when it comes to the relationship, but you're taking a peek at Richard Sherman at this point.
1: Richard Sherman's one X-49er, Akella Witherspoon, the latest X-49er that the Seahawks have brought in. They're supposedly interested in Marquise Goodwin. We can talk about that maybe a little bit later. But here's DJ Reed with Michael Sean Dugar on the Man-to-Man podcast talking about Akello Witherspoon and what he brings to the table. I do know Akello. We played, obviously, when I was a rookie and my second year with the Niners. And, I mean, Akello, you know, you're getting a, a good football player. Like, first of all, he's all of 6'3". Um, like, it's not just on paper. Like, if you see him, he's a big dude. He's all of 6'3". And one thing I love about him is his technique. Like, his step, he probably has one of the best, if not the best, re step in the league. And if you don't know what re step is, it's just a technique at the line and you just sidestep in when you're impressed. Um he does a good job getting his hands on receivers. Um and yeah, he gives a lot of good receivers problems. Like he's a really good cornerback. That read step's interesting and Bump, you you probably know the technicals way better than either Danny or me. Is that is that the kick step, the read step that he's talking about there?
2: You know what, Paul? I'm, I am still don't know what the heck that kick step is. <laughs> I've, I've even seen um, Pete Carroll demonstrate it to Dunbar last year, trying to walk him through it. And I think it's the read step. I feel like that's a universal – Technique when it comes to, to football, so yeah, and all that does is it allows you to keep leverage with a receiver, right? If I have a DB who's lined up on an inside shade of me, I'm going to attack that inside shade because look, he's trying to take it away for a reason. I'm going to threaten it. So it's just making sure that you're still protecting what the coverage wants you to protect. Okay, Witherspoon as a starter, would that would that be feasible for this coming season? Yeah, I can see it happening you know I watched the film with this guy he's had some good moments he's also had some bad moments he plays aggressive he's long he has good ball skills you know it's and he he had some some injuries right so he hasn't been available. And if you're not available, then people are going to criticize you, as they should. I guess you're not out there making plays. But the dude can play. Can he stay healthy? We shall see. And in this offense, man, all you got to do is keep things – excuse me, this defense, all you got to do is keep things in front of him. I think he's capable of doing it, but I'm all for competition. I just don't want him to have the spot and walk into week one and and have no threats behind him. We want guys to push him. It's all about competition. That makes guys better, and I think he needs that. Question two. (laughs) Question two
0: bump Warren Moon uh who has insights into this franchise from his years of work as when I played here and then was part part of the radio broadcast team I know he was very close to Russell Wilson and provided huge amount of advice early in Russell's tenure he was on and Flow which is Jim Trotter and Sam Weish Steve Weish uh their podcast from the NFL Network which is really worth listening to and Warren he talked about the long-term trajectory of of Russ's relationship with the Seahawks and it wasn't necessarily it wasn't necessarily encouraging here's what Warren had to say
2: the marriage is not going to end very well going down the road I think this squabble is going to turn into more of a uh, separation and then a divorce at some point point. And, and that usually happens with most most players anyway you just don't like it to happen uh, because of you know the two sides not getting along but When a player plays in one place probably 10 years or more, there's a good opportunity that he's probably not going to finish his career there. What's your reaction? My reaction is 50% of marriages end in divorce. Yep. 90% of marriages in the NFL end in divorce. I, I can't remember the last quarterback who played their entire season with one franchise. I think John Elway was the last one I can remember. I think Dan Marino did it. I mean Tom Brady left the Pats and went to Florida. It's going to end in a divorce. That's just how this game goes. It's all a matter of when. When is it gonna happen and how is it gonna go down. Are they going to be lovey-dovey, friends, mutual, mutual separation, we're going to go our separate ways, or is somebody going to be angry in this situation? Most of the times, someone's upset or both sides are upset. It doesn't mean that both sides are wrong. It just means that it's time to move on. And this is a young man's game. A quarterback has a longer shelf life than most guys, but once you hit a certain age, you're hearing the same things for a while. And let's not forget, Pete Carroll's going to be gone Pretty soon as well. So things are going to change rapidly here in three or four years is what I'm going to say. And it might happen before that, honestly, if things don't get right this year, at least in a way that Russell Wilson sees fit, he could be gone the year after that. It's going to end a divorce. That's an inevitable. It's all about how it ends. Are they going to be happy? Not happy. Are they? Is it going to be a mutual split? Is everything going to be cool? It's about to go down sooner or later. Get ready, folks. But let's enjoy this year and, <laughs> and not focus on the separation.
1: I'm just having a hard time seeing, though, how it happens in the very near future, not just this year, bum, but also even next year. I mean, I feel like, too, the Seahawks have done a remarkable job of making this as, win now, a team as they possibly can. They just maybe haven't done it on the offensive side of the ball until the Gabe Jackson trade that we saw this off season.
2: Everything that they have on this team says win now. says they're ready to go. They got a defense. They got some leaders out there. They brought Dunlap back, working on Jamal Adams. You have an offense that was a great offense for half of the season. You have talent over there. It's time to win out. That's that's what scares me, Paul. It's like if this team doesn't win a couple games in the playoffs, pieces are going to be moved around. You're not going to keep guys here and expect the same thing right that's insanity things are going to happen and then if you don't win a couple games who's everyone to point the finger at russell wilson you wanted this oc you wanted this offensive line you put this pressure on Pete carroll and what's that gonna do i think he's gonna drive him out he's gonna be like you know what i've had my time here 10 11 years let's let's start another chapter in my life it's crucial this year they have to win they need style points and they have to win a couple boggins excuse me a couple boggins in the playoffs i think to keep this organization intact Question number three.
1: Bump a question that we asked a little bit earlier. Who's more important as far as big picture goes to the Seahawks? Is it Jamal Adams or is it DK Metcalf? And we're assuming that these are the next two big contracts that the Seahawks hand out. This is not an either or. You only can have one. Just who's going to be more important?
2: Who's more important out of those two? Depends on Russell Wilson. Is Russell Wilson here or is he not here? If Russell Wilson is not here then it's Jamal Adams. If Russell Wilson is here I think it's DK cuz that's going to be his main weapon. It's it's hard man. I think both players are extremely important. I think they're the number 1, number 2 options on offense and defense when it comes to talent, leadership, DKs evolving into a leader, but it all comes down to the quarterback. If Russell Wilson is here DK has to be here. That's going to be his number one target. I think this year might be the year where D.K. takes over as the number one guy in the passing game. Now, if Russell isn't here, what do you do? You're bringing a young quarterback. You're bringing somebody else. So now you're relying on your defense, which makes Jamal Adams more important. However we spin the Seahawks, it all comes down to one guy, number three. It's all about Russell. Is he here? Is he not here? Is he happy? Is he not happy? Uh, I think both guys are extremely important. But say we're just going into this season, it has to be. DK Metcalf at this point. Again, Russell Lane here, Jamal Adams. We are depending on Jamal
0: Adams to bring in a lot. And it did help improve the defense that while it got better last year is still the weaker side of the ball. Because I I agree with you in positional value, wide receiver. Probably in terms of the, the staying power and the ceiling, It's it's DK Metcalf. There is a little bit of me that feels like you could get by with a lesser receiver. You can't get. You need somebody to be that difference maker, and it's
2: Jamal Adams that that, that is the top guy and gets top billing on this defense. Yeah, it's those sacks, right? It's the yeah. sacks. It's the attitude he brings to the defense. It's a whole bunch of stuff. You're right. If if there was someone else on this defense who were putting up double, double digit sacks, then maybe we would feel different about it, or maybe I would feel different about it. Um, but you're right, man. It, that's such a hard question yeah. it's like you can go either way they're so valuable so um I don't know man both guys all comes down to number three that is blue
0: 42. every Wednesday and Friday it is Michael bumpus that is with us do you-